0: Hello, and welcome to today's Here's to Your Health podcast. I'm Don Linsman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. And my guest on the podcast today is Ed Cutler. Ed is a certified registered nurse anesthetist and a doctor of nursing practice. Uh, and also the director of anesthesia services here at CCMH. And Ed, thank you for your time today, I appreciate that. Well,
1: thanks for inviting me, Don, I appreciate
0: it. You're welcome. Our, our, Our topic today is headache and migraine awareness because June, among other things, is the Headache and Migraine Awareness uh, Month, mm-hmm. although for people who suffer from headaches and migraines, it does not they don't really pay attention to June yeah. or any other right. month, because it's, it's, it's always there all the time, because this is a chronic problem, Correct. and I think people do experience this in a chronic sort of way. But I, but I think the, the first thing that we want to do, and most important thing, is really define what's the difference between a headache and a
1: migraine. Well, that's a good question. I think I, I think you have to remember uh, a couple of things. things. People have headaches all the time. You know, They can be tension-related. It can be stress-related. It could be for a lot of reasons, clumping down in your jaw, hunger, whatever. Those kind of headaches, they kind of come and go. Some people can get as many as 14, 15 a month, but it's not something that's just basically something that comes on because, say, of tension or stress or lack of sleep, but it's not something that's in the area of migraines. Migraines are a little different because they are, not only all headaches probably cause severe pain, but these can be a lot different. And uh, the, the, the headache is just one part of the migraine. There's other parts we call, things like um, there's symptoms that a migraine can, can uh, elicit. And we talk a little bit, about people hear things about auras and things like that. There's several phases that come with a migraine which is different than a headache. A headache can have a quick onset, quick offset, but a migraine is a much different thing. Um, and, and So basically, maybe we should talk a little bit about explaining what exactly a migraine is. And, and I think that's a good place to go. And we were talking before we started today
0: about, uh, you know, there are different phases for migraines. People know that their migraine is coming out. It's a little bit different than a headache. You talked about, you know, maybe you're hangry or whatever, and so you right. get a little bit of a headache because you're hungry or whatever. But migraine's a totally different sort of thing. Absolutely. And and so you have these phases, but they're really tip-offs
1: that something is
0: happening, that a migraine is going to take place.
1: Right. And it it does occur, uh, you know, in, in about twelve percent of our population, and people actually know what's coming on. So the first thing that happens, they call it the premonitory phase, is where there are symptoms that are, that, that are coming on that these people can explain to you. They, they suddenly have a, a sudden mood change or a, a, fruit, a food craving, stiffness in the neck, something like that along those lines. A sensitivity especially to light, sounds, or smells. This becomes the first thing that this could be a tip-off. And this generally can happen anywhere from 12 to 24 hours before the onset of a headache. And, and that's one of the first things that the people are looking for. That's, the second phase is it's called the aura phase and that's where they start having what we call senses, sensory dis, uh, disturbances. And uh, they, can, uh, they can really affect your vision. A lot of people describe uh, flashing lights or zigzagging lines or blurred visions or even bl- blind spots that get worse over time. Some of the other things too, that's most common that you hear about with people. But the uh, the second thing can be what we call sensory auras, where there's numbness and tingling that you can feel in your arms and face. And if that's the first onset, that also could be something else that you might want to start thinking about heading into the ER too, especially if you're older. That could be something totally different. But that's the second thing that a lot of people will experience with uh, migraines. And finally, there's some motor uh, auras that may not be as common, but they can affect your speech, your having trouble understanding what others are saying and, you know, or even making out words or sentences. And you're just not thinking very clearly. So this is the onset. This is the aura phase. And then, unfortunately, comes the hard part is the headache phase. And one thing I just want to point out, the that the word migraine actually is derived from the Latin word for hemocrania, which means half skull. So a lot of times people are only experiencing this headache on half their after sides of their head, but they can on both sides. But people who have these migraines; uh, they they really start to become very, very severe and, and, and can be debilitating. And again, I, just as a point of caution, even though we're talking about migraines today, if you or one of your loved ones is having drooping and some stuff going on, and slurred speech and stuff like that, it might. And this is the first time you've ever seen anything like this. It might be a good idea to think about going to the emergency room, because this could be something different than a migraine as well. I know I'm adding a little confusion to the discussion, but just keep that in mind. I like to put that out there as a warning sign. Okay. And finally, after uh, the headache just, uh, subsides, and that could be a number of days, or uh, could be a day, could be several days, people are gonna feel exhausted, out of sorts and stuff like that. But there's no question, Don, about one thing. Migraines can really be delivered, uh, can really affect your lifestyle and stuff like that. And so it's a very serious problem. It's not a common, it's not just a headache. It's much more of a, a chronic disease process is what it really is.
0: My guest on the podcast today is Ed Cutler. Ed is the director of anesthesia services here at uh, CCMH. And we're talking about uh, headache and migraine awareness, uh, which is uh, in the month of June. And We just got done talking a little bit about the uh, symptoms for uh, migraines because, as you noted so aptly, Ed, it is very debilitating. And uh, I, I know people who have migraines two, three times a month, and it they really suffer from it. it they, their work life suffers, their personal relationships suffer, and, it, and it's unfortunate. But I think maybe what what people are thinking? What are the risk factors for this? I mean, if there's a if there's a risk out there that I could avoid, that maybe I wouldn't get a migraine. I mean, what what are the things that I should be paying attention to?
1: Well, one of the it could be several things. There's there are certain risk factors might include food. Anything like aged cheeses, believe it or not, can trip a huh. migraine. Uh, uh, Nitric nitrates, so like a lot of MSG or something like that, those have some. They can be a trigger as well, uh, obviously if you're under a stressful situation, you have a propensity to migraines, learning to decrease that stress. You can. One of the, unfortunately, m- women tend to have more migraines than men, so being female, especially in your fourth or fifth decade of life, third to fourth, fifth decade of life can be a major problem as well as menstruation. So those are some of the risk factors. Um, If you're not getting enough sleep, that can also be a a trigger for migraines as well. But those are basically the big risks. And it's also, there's some evidence out there that says it's genetic. That if you have somebody else in your family, say your mom, dad, whatever, had a history of migraines, there could be a genetic uh, component to that as well. So you might wanna be on the lookout for that.
0: You know, you you said earlier something that I think uh, stuck with me, and that is, you know, you may have a migraine, but maybe not. It might be something else. How do you go about getting an accurate diagnosis on migraines?
1: That's a great question because it's hard. It's it's called a differential diagnosis, but what they're looking for, uh, there's no way of, like, having a CAT scan that's going to tell you or an MRI that's going to tell you, that you have migraines, but you're looking for certain things. You're looking for uh, certain triggers that, that happen. Do you get like for like these visual disturbances, those things we were talking about, uh, 24 hours or so before a headache starts and you have these visual disturbances and you're knocked off your feet. They can be, the migraines can be mild to severe, but the main thing is that it's probably best to kind of go see your physician or your primary care f- provider and describe your symptoms. And if you're having these things, they may have you keep a diary. These are ongoing things that can happen. Uh, but like I said, the, the thing is, it's, it's, it just requires keeping kind of a, a record of what's happening before these headaches start. The length of it, how often is it happening? What's preceding it, what pro, you know? what's happening in the middle, what's happening at the end? And that's usually how they're gonna diagnose. diagnose, excuse me diagnose that you know and
0: the 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 diary is not anything that i'd ever heard of before that i think that's a great idea and it's a excellent tool that people can use to really keep track of all of their migraine episodes be very helpful to a primary care provider
1: i think it rules out a lot of things It helps them make come to that final decision there's a, I don't want to bore you with the criteria that, that would be more for your provider would know that criteria, the mm-hmm. headache criteria, but they'll look at two or three things that are happening. If you are describing these symptoms, more than likely you are having migraine symptoms and then they can uh, begin treatment. So if it's mild, let's just say they're mild migraines. It would be just simple things like NSAIDs, which are like your motrins or whatever, and things like that stuff. If you're having nausea and vomiting, certain things that control that, uh, and then it progresses further on. If they decide that you're having, you're not controlling it, there are certain classes of drugs. And the good news for migraine sufferers, I don't want to go spend all the time talking about which drugs. It's a lot of technicality, but there are new drugs coming out for migraine headaches, they're on the market or they're in research and they're showing a lot of promise. Because in the past, we've always thought it had something to do with your blood vessels expanding and contracting up in your brain area. Turns out it's probably much deeper than that. You know, like everything else, as science progresses, we're finding that it's neurotransmitters and stuff like that. And these new drugs are attacking those areas to try to counter that. that that reaction that you're having. So there's a lot of promising things in the future as far as pain relievers and things that can be used for um, treating a migraine. My guest on the podcast
0: today is Ed Cutler. Ed is the Director of Anesthesia Services here at CCMH. And we're talking about headache and migraine awareness. And and who better than a guy who helps people manage pain than uh, an anesthesiologist? You know, we we've been talking about migraines and uh, symptoms and and uh, you know potential uh, risk factors and p- maybe potential solutions for that too. Sometimes, um, you know, just regular uh, medications and sometimes something um, much more serious than that. But when should a migraine sufferer actually go see a physician? I mean, because uh, you know there are a lot of people like me that you know, once a couple times a month, maybe you end up with a headache. But for people, I mean, is it, it, what's, the, what's the amount of frequency? What's well, the severity? Yeah. I mean, how do you know
1: that? Well, it, it's hard. I mean, you know, if, you, if you're a new sufferer, is it just a headache? But if you're having things like nausea, vomiting with these headaches, vision problems, uh, you know, again, as I mentioned earlier, tingling, numbness in your hands and feet, whatever, it's time to go see your doctor and it's time not to wait. It, it may be a migraine, but you should not be self-diagnosing yourself. Leave that to a professional, leave that to your primary, because if there's other things going on, we, they can help. And if it's the beginning of a migraine, if you're just starting this out, you know, you may have never had a migraine before, but it's probably gonna be debilitating, and you're gonna have some of these symptoms with it, would probably be a time to go in. Because there's other things out there. You know, we could be talking about a migraine, you could be talking about a stroke. But the important thing is that you start having these symptoms. I'm not talking like a headache because the kids are driving you nuts. I'm talking about things with nausea, vomiting. Let me re-emphasize, vision problems. They're coming on for like 12 hours. You feel this weirdness coming on, and then this headache strikes. Those are the times to go in and see your physician. Get started early. Um, one of the things too, once you've, you've been diagnosed with this, and I'm sure if you have a migraine, you're listening to this, They're going to tell you some other things that you might want to do. Exercise regularly. Uh, Look at your diet. If you're eating uh, a lot of things with nitrates, like hot dogs and things like that, maybe something you want to change. Stress relief. Doing meditation. There's some certain things that you can do that you may not eliminate your migraines, but you may be able to slow down the progress or, or decrease the frequency of them from those triggers. These are the things that might trigger your migraines. Kind of jumped ahead of you a little bit, Don. I'm sorry, but... Um, those are kind of things that, uh, that might help in this thing. But again, a lot of promising things coming down the pike. If you're a sufferer, I would discuss with your, uh, phys- uh, your primary care provider, talk to them about the medications that you might be on, and, and ask about some of the newer drugs that are coming on the market. You may be, and this may be uh, an answer to your prayers.
0: My guest on the podcast today has been Ed Cutler. Ed is a certified registered nurse anesthetist, and a Doctor of Nursing Practice here at CCMH. He's also the Director of Anesthesia Services, and we've been talking about headache and migraine awareness in the month of June. I'm Don Lintzman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. We care for life.